Hi, everybody. This is Norman with our daily podcast, Might As Well Jump, sharing stories and observations for the boldly aspiring. This is Season 1, Episode 12, Might As Well Jump, sharing stories and observations for the boldly aspiring second language learner. Today's episode, episode number 12, is entitled Applying Natural Law and Right Thinking to Keep You on Track. The Law of Relativity. Now, what do we mean by that when we talk about the law of relativity? Well, my kids, I have three kids, and they're all in school now. Uh, two are in are just about ready to go to high school, and our youngest is just entering the third grade. But as they grow up, I, I notice that there's an enormous amount of pressure that continues, how could I say, that grows progressively as they advance through the grades. A really strong sense of competition, of comparison. And I don't, I'm not a Pollyanna. I don't have rose-tinted glasses. And I understand that competition and comparison are a part of life. Now, where does that fit with the law of relativity? Well, we'll get to that in a minute. And also, we'll tie that in with language learning. It's very important. One thing that I learned quite a few years ago that has helped me enormously to move forward, to put on the blinders and focus on the essential of whatever project I'm working on is don't compete, create. Now, what do we mean by that? Well, you're going to say, Norman, you know, we all compete. Competition is everywhere. I didn't say it wasn't, but I would ask you as a counter, as a counterpoint as a counter argument would be whoever says that when you're uh, answer this question when you're competing what are you doing what does it look like what does it look like does it mean that you're you, you get more serious you you become angry is that competing well not really um when we think about it, competing and competition is really a description for the relationships that take place in the real world. Whether you are competing for a job or competing to get into a, a university where they have a limited number of places or in sports, competing for the hand of the fair lady who you would like to have as your wife, whatever that might be, there, there is competition. But the real disconnect is when we think that when we're competing, that we're not doing other things, that we're using the wrong word to describe what we're doing. When we're competing, what are we really doing? In, in, in order, let's change that. In order to be able to compete, what do we do? Well, we improve our skills, we study, we pressure-proof our skills, we create plans, we create contingency plans, we execute, we practice, 
That's how we get into the position where we can compete. So I like to say, and I think it's not a, it's not misplaced to say, don't compete, create. Don't compete, create. Work on your abilities, work on your skills, work on your practicing, work on pressure-proofing your performance so that you can do very well regardless of the context. And this brings in the law of relativity. The law of relativity says that really nothing has a particular value of good or bad or hot or cold or tall or short unless it until it's compared to something else and through the process of comparing we then start to say we start to judge we start to say something is and then we put our our adjective there good or bad or whatever and that type of judgment that use of the law of relativity that perception, which is really what we're talking about, is quite often and unfortunately used in a counterproductive way by many of us. In particular, because I have the experience there among people who are learning another language. Now, the law of relativity can be used to the benefit of your language learning project or aspirations in several ways. Uh, you don't have to use all of them, but even one of them can get you some, some better results. And one of the things that I, is important in order to set yourself up to properly use the law of relativity is to understand yourself. Now, what does that really mean? Well, as a learner, as a learner, for example, when are you at your best? When are you at your most creative? When are you most awake? Everybody has different rhythms. Some people I know are very, are very productive at five o'clock in the morning. Other people are productive in the evening, late, late at night and then they'll sleep a little bit late in the morning. I don't know a lot of people who are productive right after lunch for some reason. I, I know that, that, that you exist out there. I just haven't seen it that often. Me, I'm totally useless after lunch. And so we all have, as an example, those moments where we are, we have, we're at our peak uh, intellectually, mentally, and emotionally. And then there are those moments when we're not. That's, that's one example of getting to know yourself. Another thing is to understand how you learn best, to think about it. And of course, we have the basic venues, the basic channels. Uh, we'll do the two most obvious we'll look at, which are uh, listening and, and seeing. Some people are more, are more auditory. They pick up information that they hear. They retain that information better. Other people are more visual. They see it. They have to see it written out. I think, uh, I think a lot more people are visual, I think. Uh, all I know is, is that there are teachers I've known, one of them very close to me, who are great with their board work. They write, 
they really organize their board, their board, their whiteboard, you know, where you write stuff down. They do it so well that their students are consistently taking pictures of their board work. Unfortunately, I'm not one of those, um, I'm not one of those lucky, lucky teachers. My board work is not great. I'm more of an auditory learner. So there's another thing. So understanding that is important. You have to understand the kind of learner that you are because you don't want to compare yourself or your ability that is naturally not very strong to the to the to that to to that of another person for whom that ability is really strong. It doesn't make sense. You're hurting yourself, especially when you take into consideration that you've got abilities that are very strong. You've got your natural pathways to learn more effectively. Okay? And this is super important because we could be comparing things that really shouldn't be compared. If you're talking with someone who gets really great grades on their on their standardized tests and they're they're shooting through the levels, etc., etc., and you're not necessarily getting the same kind of grades, but when the yogurt hits the fan and you're out in the middle of nowhere and you have to communicate in the target language under pressure and you're able to do it and your colleague is not. You do the comparison. You make the comparison. You decide, well, am I just going to continue to focus only on the grades or am I going to look at how I'm speaking in real life? It's up to you. But keep in mind that it's super important to compare similar abilities. But in order to do that, you have to know what yours are. Sometimes you need help with that. There are people that can help you, professionals who can help you figure that out. Your, your, your language trainer, your local language trainer, myself, we can help you do that so that you can be clear, okay, I learned this way and, and that's how I feel most comfortable. And you tailor your own independent learning based on that. So there's the, there's the first thing. Now, another thing is that we are often enthralled by the native speaker. Me, I learned French when I was 35 years old. Uh, I started listening to the speeches of, um, of a French president, uh, Jacques Chirac. Why? Because he spoke really clearly and I could understand him. And I was like, wow, one day, I wonder if I could speak like him. No, I can't. <laughs> um, I, I can speak French. Uh, I, I have a pretty good vocabulary. I can get us into and out of trouble relatively easily but to say that I have a French accent or that I speak like a native no I don't could I perhaps it's probably up to me to invest the time but what I never do is compare what I'm not naturally proficient in to what another person is and so trying to say that um I'm not a great speaker because I don't sound native. Well, you're using the law of relativity against you, especially when you understand that you may have an accent, but if you can speak clearly, if you can control the tone of your voice, if you can control the speed at which you enunciate, if you can use correct vocabulary, effective vocabulary, words that actually 
are able to demonstrate clearly what it is you want to say, then the accent is less of a problem. At the same time, while we understand that pronunciation is important, bear in mind, first and foremost, pronunciation is important for the sake of clarity. If the people can understand what you're saying, you're already winning. That is super important. So rather than compare ourselves to native speakers, first of all, if you want to do it but without hurting yourself, that's fantastic. It's something to shoot for. It's something to say, wow, I want to mirror that person the way they speak. I want to model that person. Please be my guest and do it. But don't do it with a sense of hopelessness and frustration. Do it saying, hey, I'm not sure I'm ever going to get to that point. But by making that effort consistently, I'm going to be in a much better place in three months' time, six months' time, one year's time. And that's where you're using the law of relativity in your favor. Another thing you can do is, this was a, a term that I, I heard about, I read about probably 20 years ago, and it's called Imagineering where you engineer a picture of what it is you want. And you can use the law of relativity to imagineer. You can compare your present self to the language user you will be in one year, in two years, in three years. So by creating that comparison what what makes it so powerful is that it's almost it's a bit of an excuse and it's a bit devious because by creating in order to create that comparison you have to create a clear picture okay and when you create a clear picture of that person you want to be that you expect to be in one year two years three years whatever as a language learner as a, as an effective language language you know communicator then what you're really doing first, which is not part of the law of relativity, it's actually more part of the uh, law of transmutation of energy, is you're creating a very compelling picture. You are focusing your powerful thoughts on an attractive and compelling image. And so you are naturally going to be moving towards it already. So long as you don't throw up your hands in despair and say, I'll never get there. Remember in our, in our previous episode, we talked about the danger of doubt. Okay. So by Imagineering, what are you doing? You're creating a comparison. You're saying, okay, this is where I am today. And in one year's time, I will be able to do this, 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 and this, and I will achieve the other all in the target language. So you're creating a very vivid picture already. That's applying the first law. And then now the second law, you have something to compare yourself with, but more as a touchstone, not as a, a competitor. You're comparing yourself to your future self. I would imagine someone whom you love. And so what we're looking at there is that you will, by, by not being, by not being, competitive with your future self, you can indulge calmly, 
clearly in the work you need to do to become that person. It's really how we create everything. We create a picture of what it is we want. We, we, we muse on it. We, we meditate on it. We think about it. And we act on it. Always moving forward. You leave no room for doubt. Because when you're too busy working towards whatever it is you want, you're not thinking about your doubt. You're thinking about your next step your strategies, your tactics, where you need to improve it, where it's not working. It's reiterate, reiterate, reiterate. And when you're doing that, you can't doubt. So this application of the law of relativity, together with the law of, the tr of transmutation of energy, they serve a very beneficial purpose if used correctly. And of course, we can use the law of relativity uh, in a negative way. We can hurt ourselves by a misuse of this power that we have. And I mean power. You've got that power. I mean, don't, don't compare. Unless you're one of those prolific language users, don't compare yourself to the person who learned eight languages by the time they were 15. They have special gifts. They have a special context. Unless you're one of them, unless you really have a feeling that you are, don't compare yourself to them. Or unless you have a really, really healthy self-image and a really healthy image of an understanding and application of the law of relativity. Be careful. If you're going to put yourself down when you think about these, these mega learners of languages and these great you know, linguistic people, if you're going to do that, then I would say just ignore the law of relativity. Stay away from it. But if you're going to use it, for example, to say, wow, that guy speaks eight languages. You know something? I'm not sure I'm going to do that. But I would like to learn three or four hacks. I would like to learn three or four things they've done in order to improve their memory, maybe to overcome their fear of... Um, communicating in a particular context. I want to pick that up. I want to catch some of that the same way you would catch a cold. Now that would be a productive use of the law of relativity. You recognize the difference, but you don't allow it to put you down. You say, okay, no doubt. Remember, I'm strategizing here. I'm looking for tactics, strategies, pragmatics. I'm solving problems. How do they do that? I'm going to figure it out. And when you are in that situation of being curious, there's no room for you to doubt, and there's no room for you to feel bad about yourself. The law of relativity, as all these different principles that we're looking at, I talk about them because it means so much to me. The application of these laws has meant Gold is not the right word. It's so beyond that. It's it's responsible for the balance of the happiness that I've had in my life. And I have been very, very fortunate to be so happy. Sometimes I think that it's more happiness than anybody should deserve, for example, if I may say so. But I owe all of it to the application of principles. I've been there. I've used them. I've taken my hits, gotten dirty, gotten hurt, 
it's um it's an interesting story and it's not a story of uh, of conquest it's not a story of of um changing the world no no tom peters talks about that tom peters woke woke me up about two weeks ago and i'm not kidding where he talks about pockets of excellence sometimes that's sometimes that's all you're gonna do the pockets of excellence you're not going to change the whole organization you're not going to change the world but maybe in the communities that you serve you can do something special whether your community is two people or a thousand or a million thank you so much for your time guys it's been a sincere pleasure to share my take on the law of relativity, how it can help us as we move forward with our language learning projects. If you have any feedback, any ideas, any any counter arguments, any doubts, any, any tips or tools, please don't hesitate to share them with us here. Thanks a lot, and I'll talk to you all tomorrow. Take care.